You're listening to Informed, informal chats about theological topics to help us know and understand God together. Informed. Informed. Hi everyone, welcome to Informed. Simeon here and today I'm with Dan Gould and Daniel Goodman. Morning to you. Good morning. It's the afternoon now actually, isn't it? Four minutes past twelve. Good afternoon. Um, Today we're going to be talking about um, the whole subject of guidance and uh, God's sovereignty and whether he has a plan for our life and that kind of thing. So Daniel, why don't you get the ball rolling by talking to us about the sovereignty of God? Yeah, it's a great doctrine. It's a, it's a wonderful doctrine and it's one that resounds from every page of the Bible. God is sovereign. So let's look at 1 Kings uh, twenty two nineteen. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, all the hosts of heaven standing beside him on his right hand and on his left he is the king, and he's a king who reigns forever. Exodus 15, 18 says, the Lord will reign forever and ever. Absolutely. There are oodles and oodles of verses that say these things. He's a king who's ever present with us. Jeremiah 23, 24, can a man hide himself in secret place so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord? Absolutely you do. Um, so he's a, a king, a king with an eternal reign and a king who's ever present who can't be opposed and who does whatever he pleases. So Psalm 115, our God is in heavens. He does whatever pleases him. Isaiah 46, 9, I am God and there is no no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come, I say. And my my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. And Dan, you had a good one, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Isaiah 40. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. Um, And then he blows on them and they wither and like a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. God is sovereign. So I think think just a really big, big, big sort of foundation is that God is sovereign and that he is the centre of the universe. He's the centre of the story. It all revolves around him. Mm. So if it all revolves around him, then it doesn't all revolve around me. Um, And I think we need to be quite cautious about thinking about the idea of God's plan for my life as if I'm the centre of the story, when in fact he's the centre of the story. And when I read the Bible, I don't see a big emphasis on on this idea of God having a plan for my life. There are maybe hints of it in uh, Ephesians 2 and um, in Psalm 139, perhaps. But um, uh, it's not if it's there, it's not front and center uh, as I read it. It's um, perhaps slightly more in the background. I don't think God wants us to uh, devote a whole load of time and energy and uh, worry to thinking about what his plan for us may or may not be his plan for us is that we become more like jesus uh, 1 thessalonians 4 3 this is the will of god your sanctification um us being holy and so that i think needs to be our primary focus and that means if god speaks to us uh, about some decision or other big or small then absolutely we need to obey it because uh, obedience is part of sanctification part of becoming more like jesus um but it doesn't mean that uh my my destiny my purpose my fulfillment um is really what's most important in the christian life um i think that idea the idea of obedience is is absolutely central to any concept of god's guidance um we 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 want to be in the middle of god's will the way we do that is to be obedient to god 
Now, to be obedient to God, we have to hear God speak. To hear God speak, we have to be in relationship with God. And so um, that's, that's, that's a wonderful grace that God gives to us. He, you know, Jesus came to bring us to God. So we are in relationship with him. We do hear him speak. When we hear him speak, we need to be obedient. And if we're obedient, then we're in his will. So his will and our obedience are um, very, very closely linked. Two, two sides of the same coin, as it were. Dan, what would you say to someone who is faced with a decision, perhaps, or, or feeling like something needs to change in life, but they don't really know what to do and they don't really feel like God's telling them what to do? I think often <clears throat> I have this image of um, uh, a river that has stepping stones across it. You know, that's, say that's, that river's our life. Often God will reveal one stepping stone at a time, um, but only after we take the step, if that makes sense. So it's quite misty and you, and you, you stride out hoping that the stone's there and then you land on it and then he'll reveal the next one. So often he requires us to take a step before he speaks, which is... Um, it can be frustrating, but that's the walk of faith, isn't it? It's trusting God. Um, sometimes he will um, amazingly direct us and we know what we have to do. Sometimes if we feel a stirring that, that, that there's something God wants me to do, but I'm not sure what it is. He wants us to try stuff. He wants us to take steps and then confirmations will come. Um, you may have a piece about it. He, I, I think it's fine to pray for signposts, for confirmations, uh, that it's the right thing. But yeah, God take what calls us to take steps before definitively telling us what to do quite often. Um, so what he doesn't want us to do, I think, is to passively wait um, ad infinitum, um, because then, it, you know, we could we could go decades without really um, doing what we feel God might want us to do because it hasn't been 100% confirmed before we do it, if that makes sense. But like you said, the most important thing is obedience. You know, it's not like God always has amazing uh, plans for us to do next. Sometimes it's just to be obedient. It may be you're a, a stay-at-home dad, stay-at-home mum, you know, and, and there's something incredibly amazing about living a life of faith and, and raising kids in faith and, or whatever, or, or being a Christian in your job, whatever that may be. Um, and uh, it, it, it's important not to get this idea of there's, there's some sort of grandiose calling um, because the, an, a life lived in faith is an amazing life no matter what. Um, but yeah, um, just take push doors. Don't don't always wait for um, God to give the go ahead because the confirmation often comes after you make the step. Yeah, I think it's, it's helpful to not kind of have a, a concept of there's just God has one plan for your life and you've got to somehow figure out what it is. And if you get it wrong, then disaster will strike. Um, I find it interesting looking through Acts. This might just be a product of how Luke's written it up, but the way it reads, a lot, a lot of the moments of guidance in Acts are unsolicited. People were not asking for them. They didn't say, God, what shall I do? And he said, do A. They were getting on with being faithful to God. And God said, oh, can you do A? Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I want to encourage us to get on and be faithful to God and uh, do faithful things um, in whatever situations he's put us in. Make decisions, try new things, um, you know, as and when, uh, as and when, but, but be obedient to God when he speaks. Um, and when he doesn't seem to be speaking, then not get too hung up on it. 
I think if, if we're going to use the term sort of God's plan for your life, I think um, God's plan for your life is less like a journey and a road that you need to stick to and more like a country. And if you're in that country, then you're in God's plan for your life. What would you say to someone, Daniel, who feels like they've made some bad decisions and they must now be on God's plan B? Repent, ask for forgiveness and ask for God to do mighty miracles in your life because God, God can um, restore the years that the locusts have eaten. God can um, speak through a donkey. God can turn um, water into wine. God can turn fish and loaves into a feast for thousands. So I think, I think wherever you are, when you turn to God, and seek to obey him and rely on his grace he will provide provision upon provision for you attract sanctification transformation and an indwelling of the holy spirit a family to belong to uh, so i think i think you don't you don't need to have uh, too many regrets you just need to ask forgiveness then fix your eyes on, on god and move forward trusting him to give you all that you need and you might still be living with some of the consequences of your bad choices in your circumstances, but yeah. your circumstances aren't really the point. God's, God's heart for you is that you become more like Jesus as part of his body. And um, you could do that and he will do that in you, uh, whatever circumstances you're in. You could become more like Jesus in, in the worst of circumstances uh, and in the best of circumstances. Yeah. Well, we talk about this uh, stuff much more on the full length podcast. So if you want to think these things through a bit more, then do listen to that. But for now, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.